Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina and Michelle. And today we're coming to you with a bit of a double episode. Not quite. There were like half of the shows that weren't on last week because of Thanksgiving. So we skipped last week because of Thanksgiving. Um, but we're back this week and we're going to get started with talking about two episodes um, of the challenge. Um, we are on week five and week six. Um, that's kind of exciting. I feel like it's like a milestone into the season. We have our mercenaries that came in. And then if you are playing fantasy, um, last week was the last week to make swaps. So all of that is done and your team is now your team. So getting started with that, um, week five, and I say week five instead of like episode five, because I think it's technically episode six because of that, like double episode, but um, oh yeah 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 right but for like for fantasy purposes because I was lumped into one the challenge instead of episodes is, is gonna go by weeks now so we're we just um watch week five and week six of the challenge so week five of the challenge I gave my MVP to Big T she was clearly the underdog everybody was um really gunning for her and Melissa this episode there was some some dirty play in um that daily elimination you know we saw uh Norris kind of pin down Melissa Melissa kick Norris I hate seeing my girls go at it but I I had to give my MVP to Big T because she persevered through it all and she is the first person that we've seen beat a champ and you know, I know Kaz is a controversial champ because she's never done the flagship show, but she did win two seasons of the challenge. So I, with them making such a big deal about the world championship last season, like and not last season, I'm sorry, like all the entire all of last year with USA and the ch- challenge rider dies and the challenge world championship. I feel like I I get why they brought Kaz in for sure. Oh, me too. I mean, she won both seasons she was on. Like that counts to me. She's never been know. eliminated. Never. Yeah. Never, not once. Right. This, is, so. this is the first time and it was Big T who did it. And I kind of felt bad for Kaz, like the look on her face when she walked in and she saw like Big T and Melissa that were down there. She's like, what is going on? Like, why are like my UK girls down here right now? Both of them? That was sad. Yeah. Who did you give your MVP to? I did the same as you. I had to be Big T because she won that elimination. And I think she handled the situation she's in a really bad position in this game and I think she handled things really well and still had a positive attitude I I totally agree and it's really interesting that she is in such a bad position in this game I can't remember if it was episode one or episode zero we had the montage of Big T being like the new west and has this big alliance and she's aligned with all these people but apparently maybe not I mean apparently not it seems like there's just one big house alliance and the only people not in it are somehow her and Melissa because James is like partially in it because of Mariah and Callum is partially in it because of Michelle. And then for some reason, Berna and Emmanuel and Colleen are in it when it's like because the they United were on States. season because they were on Spies, Lies and Allies. 
Yeah. So, so it's basically, I can't remember who it was I heard. Maybe it was no i can't remember who it was somebody did a podcast and they said that basically the big alliance is rider dies plus spies lives are allies yeah it just makes it not very fun to watch i'm sorry everybody going against big t and melissa everyone for who did they vote for big t was the yeah everyone voting for big t it just was not fun to watch for me and with that i gave kylan my my lvp because he obviously, I mean, he did what he could. He tried to stand up for Melissa, but he won that um, challenge and he's still going to get his team to not say her name. That I gave his, we're aligned because I gave him my LVP too for the same reasons. Um, What, did you have any quotes this episode? I had a few of them. I feel like since this is how we're talking about it now and we're just, you know, are talking about shows and like, I, I don't know. I feel like I have more quotes because of that so that it's like, this is what's like going on in the show. You know what I mean? Yeah, do yours first. I only had one. So maybe you have the one I have. So do your do yours first. Okay, so Nerese has three. So at one point she says, um, I think if Bananas c- comes, we've got him and Jane James so they can fight over Mariah. Um, I thought that was just like very kind of funny considering that was supposed to happen and it didn't happen right Right. (laughs) so i thought it was funny that was like something that they even like talked about in the house was like bananas is coming he's gonna take out james um which i think that they probably also knew that bananas was coming before because mariah was with bananas right before she came so you can't tell me that mariah didn't know like bananas like oh i'll see you in like four weeks she totally knew totally knew she had to have and then when she he didn't come then she was probably like oh shit yeah you're right i didn't think of that you're so right so um then i also had another narice quote she said i think you're more of like a real man she's talking about horacio i think you're more of like a real man i think it's important for young kids to have someone to um like you to look up to and i know that it's okay to be different it's okay to not want to be out there drinking every day doing drugs or partying and considering like narice is kind of a party girl i like that she likes the opposite attraction because that like also kind of makes me feel like yeah she parties now but she like also knows that like in her future she's gonna want to settle down I think he even mentioned, like, oh, they're opposites, but it's a good thing. I don't know if it was this episode or the next episode. But he said he kind of said the same thing, like, we're opposite, but it works for us. And then I think this is my favorite quote of the episode. Narice, when they're in the mud pits or whatever, she says, um, Horacio looks amazing out there. I am loving seeing the mud on his abs. Low key, I wish I had a remote right now. I could just press pause, rewind press slow-mo, and then press play so that I could just watch him running out in slow motion. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one, yes. Um, And then I had two more. Michelle, she said, um, if you have two eyes and a brain, then you can see that Horacio is a beautiful man. Right. And, and then um, Big T, right before her elimination, she puts on lip gloss and she says, I can't go into elimination with dry lips. <laughs> 
I thought that one was a really good one too. So those are, those are mine. I guess I had five. What, what was yours? I had Melissa, uh, in her confrontation with Narice and Melissa tells her, you tried to sabotage me and I won't take that lightly. <laughs> I like that. I, I don't, I really thought it's the way she phrased it. I cracked up. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it completely. And it's like a very like Melissa thing to like say and mean too. I like that a lot. That's I like the whole argument. It was it was kind of old school. Their whole fight. Did you see what Narice like tweeted about it though? You know, I did see it before I watched the episode, so it didn't really stick with me. What did she say? Um, she had said just like about it, kind of being a fake fight. She was like, "Okay, well, I wish I would have screenshot it because um, she she deleted them, but." She she said that like she does not fake fight and she thinks that Melissa does for the cameras and Melissa had said something about um I can't remember exactly what Melissa said. I wish I had taken screenshots. I just like sent it to a group chat and then she deleted it. Um but she essentially was saying that like it was like fake fight it like Melissa was fake fighting and that she wasn't and that she is like not afraid to um fight someone but that she and Melissa knew like she can say whatever she wanted but Melissa knew that she wasn't going to like physically fight her ever because she was on probation for um getting in a fight right yes I did see this right so I thought that was interesting because she talks about her anger management like she's like doing all this self-work, which is great. And she, st she still is doing all this self-work, but it seems like almost kind of like not like braggy. I don't want to say that, that she's like bragging about it, but she's like clearly like very proud about it. And like then she like tweets that and, and to me it's like, okay, well, your anger management twice a week was probably court ordered then. I mean, I knew it was when she said it because no one fucking just goes to anger. No one goes, I'm being too angry. I'm going to go to anger manager. Maybe they go to therapy. Like anger manager is a very specific thing. So I kind of knew when she said that. I'm like, she's not voluntarily doing this. What the hell happened? It's interesting. Well, she got into a, to a fight, apparently, <laughs> with a girl twice her size is what she said. <laughs> when was this, though? Like, was it recently since she's been on the challenge? I mean... I feel like it had to have been sometime between uh, uh, Ride or Dies and season 39, right? Yeah. So, but how did we never hear about it? I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. I'm surprised that some of those like uh, Reddit sleuths out there are pulling up the court documents. Right. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like we, we usually find out everything. So that surprised me that that was the first time we heard that. Right. Interesting. So moving on to week six, I gave Big T my MVP again because um because she won the 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 daily challenge. She like literally I just keep giving it to Big T because she has her back against the wall and she keeps coming out on top time and time again. So it's like really hard for me to not just be like, oh, easy, Big T. See, I left my MVP blank because I couldn't think of one. I think you're right. I think it was Big T. 
Um, I gave my, I didn't have any um, MVP honorable mentions. I did have an LVP honorable mention, but I'll get to that. I gave my LVP to Corey Lay. Oof, I love Corey, but this was a, not a good episode for him. Him throwing Melissa and Big T under the bus. I get what he was trying to do by, like, trying to be like, no, I'm with you. Like, publicly, like, I'm not, I'm, like, publicly saying that I'm with you, basically. I get his point, but, like, oof, it went across bad. Like, one thing I really want, and I don't want to be the one to do it, because, I don't know, it just seems, I don't know. But I really want to get, like, the whole speech of Corey's deliberation speech. I want to get the whole speech of um, Jessica's elimination speech. And I want to get the whole speech of Chauncey's elimination speech and our uh, deliberation speeches. And I want to see which one of those has the worst deliberation speech because we've had some bad ones this season. (laughs) really bad they've been really bad Corey just I had so much secondhand embarrassment watching that Mm -hmm. oh it's like you're really fighting this hard to be on the bottom rung of this alliance that's how hard up and desperate I I don't know I go back like Corey when he first started I loved him I followed him on Twitter I interacted a lot with him but he to me he just has these moments where he comes off so desperate that it kind of just turned me off to him and this was one of them yeah i i don't i don't disagree with that i'm guessing is he your lvp as well well i had two so i don't know which one i i kind of want to give it to horacio for how what a baby he acted like really okay so i will give it to horacio but maybe i can do an honorable mention lvp to Corey. okay yeah i okay so horacio talk talk about that a little bit he just I don't understand why he he played such the victim that he was like forced to say Emmanuel's name when he wasn't like why didn't he pick a different name why didn't he try to say someone like I didn't get that at all I understand he was probably in a bad position because he was with Kylan and Big T but I don't know and then the way he acted just acted about it was so embarrassing to me yeah yeah, I agree with that. I mean, he definitely, um, you got to make moves in order to be, I saw something on Twitter earlier, somebody, I think it was Twitter, somebody said, um, Horacio is the new Leroy, he'll never win, because he's too nice. He's too nice. It was just too, and that's why I gave him LVP, because it's like, you're, you're freaking out over this. This is like, what week you said, five or six, this is week five or six? Six. Like, it's going to be cutthroat in the end when you're freaking out over this. Yeah. Saying something who didn't even who was just put up as an option who it didn't even end up being them and you were that upset about it I didn't get it I agree I gave an LVP honorable mention to Callum um yeah well I feel like he got screwed (laughs) I mean he did but like also at the same time I feel like I don't know just like the whole Michelle thing and and um I heard that that date that that they showed this episode was like really early on like Hugh Huey was still in the house when that happened but based on the episode that we saw, I just, um, I don't know. I'm just, hit, I'm just not a fan of him, like, the way he's acted all season, um, like, in regards to just his girlfriend at home, really. 
So I don't know. It was just it was my opportunity to give him an honorable mention LVP, so I did. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Did you see what Devin uh wasn't Devin what Jessica yes. posted this? Mm-hmm. Okay. I saw that before I hopped on with you. So um I guess Michelle, do you want to tell him what you're talking about? Uh yeah, I'll try my best and fill in what I get wrong, but apparently when Jessica, who was the first girl to go home, she had already been like flirting and talking with Devin for a while. And when she came off, she was messaging Devin and she told him, get rid of Callum because he was like an asshole to me or he said something nasty to me. I don't I don't remember exactly what it was, something along Mm -hmm. those lines. Mm -hmm. And then she posted a text on her story from Devin where he wrote to her like, hey, I got him for you or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, so he went in there when he, like, said, like, he even says at one point that he knows who he's going to pick at the very end. He's like, well, I knew coming in here who I was going to pick. He's like, how, like, but I just wanted to hear, like, all of your opinions anyway. Like, I'm just trying to stir the pot, basically. See who you guys tell me to put in here. And, um, yeah, and he knew he was going to pick Callum. And then I saw him, um, tweet, or maybe it was on the show. He said that if he would have known about um, James, he would have he would have picked him. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. You really think Devin's going to pick the biggest guy there? I don't know. Eh. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess he doesn't know James, but from what we saw in James's elimination versus Chauncey, if Chauncey would have had a better strategy to start with, Chauncey easily could have beat him because he came around the second half because James has like zero endurance. It's all muscle. I think I missed something. Is there something to these eliminations that like whatever it is is supposed to be geared in favor to the champ? Like, okay, because it was Devin, they gave like a puzzle or counting one because they said he's good at math. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I... I personally think that, like, obviously they know which champ is going to come in. So I feel like maybe they don't gear it towards the towards all of the champs because they don't want all of the champs to win. But maybe there are some champs that they want to win. They and- should have done elimination that the champ has done in the past. That would have been more exciting. And then it could either be like, oh, like, learned- what, like, or, oh, wow, they got defeated in something they already won before. Like, that would have been more exciting. That would be, that's a good idea. See, I feel like I was talking to to Brian about this the other day, and I feel like this has all the makings of, like, a good season for as far as, like, the cast goes. Like, it has drama, quite a bit of it. It has hookups. It has cheating. It has, like, all of these, like, dramatic things that people are saying that we're missing. Um, And, you know, like, Spies, Lies, and Allies, Ride or Dies, um, free, dub, not free agents, double agents, um, all that. I feel like that's stuff that has been missing, and I feel like we're getting that this season, but they really dropped the ball in the format. If they could have figured out this format, I think it could have been a much better season than we're seeing, because this format is kind of terrible. Oh, it's horrible, right? It's it really honestly, bad. like, makes me feel bad for all of them because, like, clearly they're all excited to be able to show what they can show, you know? Like, the champs aren't there, but I don't know. 
Um, I had a ton of quotes this episode. Did you, what were, what were your quotes? Uh, <laughs> I, I gotta rem- remember who, who said these. I wrote uh, a bunch of Devin ones too. I thought Devin was hilarious. You know what? My husband was watching the end of the episode with me and he's like, this guy, because he doesn't really watch the show, but he knows like some characters, like he'll sometimes watch it to find out. He's like, this guy's a champion. There's no way. Like, because I probably only saw old seasons with Devin. I'm like, oh yeah, he won the last season, whatever. He's like, I don't think so. This is kind of bullshit. And by the end, he's like, oh my God, this guy's so funny. I'm like, really? Okay. So he won, he won my husband over. That's funny. I think it's like perfect to like put Devin in for like the end like you know like the end of an episode where you can he can just like he's just a soundbite machine it's like not like a full season where you have to kind of spread him out can't give him all the confessionals like this was devin centered and he could just knock him out yeah you're right you're right i guess i'll Uh, start with my devin quotes then if that's okay with you do that do that okay so devin says taking a peek at the contenders not impressed looking like a bunch of l7 weenies up there if you ask me Oh my god, my husband was cracking up at that. I'm like, okay, enough. He loved it. <laughs> and then he says, um, so after he picks Callum and Michelle like freaks out and Michelle's like the person that he's closest to up there, right? And, and then he goes, didn't realize he was dating Michelle. That's my bad. <laughs> yeah, right. That was funny. And then um, obviously at the end, I think um, the quote of the episode is, I've never claimed to be Nostradamus, but I'm pretty sure Mariah's banging that giant dude. And uh, I don't know how Banana Man's going to feel about that. Right. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you noticed this either, but at one point when um, he's asking them, Mariah says, like, don't pick James or whatever. And then she's like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, she, I did. She didn't want him to go tell bananas. But um, and then I don't know if you saw this either, but um, obviously that qu- clip has circulated around Twitter, and and uh, Mariah, Mariah, she quote tweeted it, and she was like, honestly, when I saw this, um, all I could think was like, you think he's giant with like a um hearts like melting. And yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yes, that was funny. Um, so yeah, those are my Devin quotes. I thought, you know, he had he had some good ones. Callum, he had a couple of good ones too. Um at one point he says it's like when the king is basically the king, but really it's the queen that's doing all the work. Um, referring to Norris. And then at one point he says, if my name ever does crop up in deliberation, I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's going to be better than this. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then Mariah, gosh, I guess this, as far as like contestants go, um, she probably has my favorite quote of the episode. She, when she's talking about her nose job and wh- how she was like afraid to fall, she says, my nose job isn't even a year old. I could break it or something. Like, you guys really want to fuck up my $13,000 nose job? That was Mariah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed her nose. I actually was looking at before and after, before this episode even. I know, I'm like, her face looks so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. 
She had was, job. She didn't need that. I don't know. Some people, I think, I don't, they do too much. She didn't need that. She, like, her face was so perfect before that. I don't know. I think, yeah, I don't think she needed it either. But uh, if, I also, like, don't have a problem with people. If you have the money for it and you want to fix something on yourself, like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a problem with plastic surgery at all. I don't have a problem with it. I just think it's so unnecessary sometimes. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, well, I don't know. It's it's almost sad to me. I don't know. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I can see that. Because even Olivia looks like a totally fucking different person, but she gets so upset if anyone says to her like, "Oh, you looked better before." She did look better before. Like I don't. I. I just don't. Some of it. Is, some of it is like. Like I understand. Like some people have something like they're super insecure about, and it, it bothered them the whole life. I get that. It's just like. Some people just go overboard, man. I don't know. Especially yeah. on this. They really go overboard. Yeah. Well, transitioning, I guess, a little bit. Um, I had just a couple more quotes. Um, Big T, she is talking about Horacio. She says, he might not know this, but he's in my alliance. I'm clutching at straws here. I'm or, I'm clutching at straws. I'm desperate here. And then Berna has one. She says... And break dancing, we always put our shorts up. I don't even feel it anymore if I do it, but you're welcome. That was so weird. Was that that was just so weird? <laughs> I thought I it was I thought it was weird too, but I, I I like the fact that she addressed it instead of just like I mean, I'm sure she was asked about it, but still I like the fact that she would like it was talked about instead of it just like being like this weird thing that happened. Oh I know. I just, I, I, I'm like at, at first I didn't realize who it was. I'm like, who the hell is that? I forget, kind of forget she's on the show, I guess. And then Jay had a zinger that was similar to Bananas talking about Joss. Um, he's talking about Horacio though, and he says Horacio has been struggling to say a name this entire season. I don't know whether it's because he has to talk or if it's because he has no idea what's happening in this game. Oh yeah, yeah that one was good. And those are, that's all of mine. I'm, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I didn't, I'm just looking at mine. I didn't really have as good of ones as you. I just wrote down Melissa calling Corey, saying Corey is a bitch. I think that was in her talking head. So I don't think she called him a bitch. I think she said it behind his back, but I like that. Um, And then I did crack up when Michelle during the elimination part was like, Devin does everything for drama. And you're like, you're probably the most dramatic person on the show. That's so funny. That's true. And Devin does not do everything for drama. He is a very strategic person. So I feel like if the drama was not strategic, he would not do it. <laughs> right. Right. Do you have any other final thoughts about the challenge before we move on to episodes nine and 10 of Survivor? Not really. It was just kind of, it's hard for me to watch. I don't really like this season. I don't know how you feel, but it, I don't really enjoy it. Um, I. I I really like a lot of the people that are that are on it. I think that they are doing a really good job, but um I, I think the format is really making it difficult to watch right now as far as um just like how chaotic it is. It's like in not a good way. Right. I think so too. I think they really did this cast a disservice by making some of the formatting decisions that they did. Right. 
Yep. Yep. It could have been much better. I think you've nailed it before when you said that. Um. So episode nine of Survivor, I gave my MVP to Bruce because he won um, immunity and he was like 100% going home if he didn't win it. So even though I'm not a Bruce fan, I gave my MVP to Bruce and I gave my LVP to Kendra because she was like crazy blindsided. <laughs> she had no idea that was coming. Drew Barrymore. I she's my little she just reminds me of Drew Barrymore so much with her reactions. Um who did you give your MVP and LVP to? Uh, I didn't really have an MVP, but I think I ended up Bruce won immunity, right? Yeah. So I kind of went with Bruce because I thought, you know what? He would have been screwed if he didn't win that. Mm -hmm. And then I my LVP was Kendra as well. And then I didn't really have any quotes from this episode. So maybe you had some quotes, but I didn't have any. I had two. So Bruce has like kind of a longer one. He says, I have my daughter back home and I don't treat them any differently than I treat her. I'm talking about Kelly. And when I go home, I'm going to ask my wife and daughter um am i overbearing do you feel as though i don't allow you to grow especially my daughter and if she sees me that way then i will make the changes that are necessary necessary to make sure she can have can um have a different life than what i want for her and i thought that I, was like really big totally, i remember that that was very like self i think he must be having a hard time watching this season probably especially the next episode where they how they reacted to him getting voted off oh my god that's gotta that was hard for me to watch yeah i mean i don't like bruce but yeah i i get it i i mean it i don't like it, but i can't imagine thinking that you're one way and people are perceiving you this way and then you're just you've been totally dead wrong the entire season and nobody likes you and everybody's been trying to get rid of you since the beginning and everyone's been saying horrible things like it must have been like mind blowing for him to watch this. Mm -hmm. But if he is as like um, self-aware and like values his growth as much as he did like appeared to in the beginning of this episode, then I think that like it could be a really good thing for him. Um yeah, I, I think it could be if he chooses to make it be. Or it could be a terrible thing if he drowns in the self-pity of it all. I hope uh, Jeff follows up when they do the reunion about, oh, wait, but they don't do the reunion anymore after they do it still on the island, right? Um, I don't know. I feel like it has. I think the last couple seasons have been on the island, yeah. Oh, because I was gonna say I was. I hope Jeff follows up and be be like, what happened? Like, what happened when you talked to your daughter and your wife? How did they feel? Like, I. But I guess we're not gonna get that if they do what they've done the last few seasons. Hopefully, he goes on a podcast or something. Yeah. Right. And then, um, D had a quote. She said, "As players, I feel like we're evolving. You know, like Pokemon, you evolve into like Charizard. I feel like that's what the new era is in evolution." Oh, that's cute. I missed that. So those were my only two survivor quotes, though. Yeah, I don't I didn't have anything, so I, I missed that. That's really good. Um, I guess moving on to episode 10. Um, 
I gave my MVP to Emily. I think she really isn't went from being in the worst spot in the game to the best spot in the game. She is in such a good place. She really um, manipulated Bruce to believe that he was good and is the reason why he was able to go home. I, um, I gave Bruce my LVP because he was blindsided. He left. He didn't win um, his third immunity in a row, even though he was so close to winning it, um, which... Yeah, so I actually ended up giving an MVP honorable mention to Austin for that, um, for winning that immunity challenge. Um, I, like, literally, like, audibly cheered when Austin won. I, I really like him, and I really don't like Bruce, so I was I was excited about that. And then I gave an honorable mention to Katura because she was in it this this episode you know she emily chose her to go on the reward she was the first person that she picked um she i don't know i mean i just thought like she finally got bruce out she was able to align with the right people and i think that she had a decent episode i think so too i gave mine to emily too i agree with you and did you give your LBP to Bruce? I mean, it has to be Bruce. Poor guy. <laughs> Bruce did get a quote from me, though. He had my my only quote this episode. He says, I'm leaking information. I'm like my own TMZ right now. <laughs> I That was good. That plan was not a good plan, but that was kind of funny. Right. Yeah. I uh, liked the... My favorite part of the episode was the little fight between Drew and Jake. And oh, okay. I, I'm trying to remember who said what. Uh, so one of my quotes was, okay, uh, Jake was like really upset with Drew because he's kind of leaving him out of things and stringing him along. And he said in his confessional, you're not a gift from God. Relax. Um, and then Drew, when in their fight with each other, he kind of makes fun of Jake and is like, you're not a mobster from the departed. You're a goon. Your game is donezo. So I, that fight like had some funny quotes. I liked that a lot. Um, and then the one that was so baffling was during the challenge for immunity when Jeff was like, this is like a carnival game. And then Jake's like, what carnival have you seen this at? Because it was like, what are you talking about? Jeff? That's funny. <laughs> that is really funny. So I, I, those are my quotes. How do you like Jake? I like Jake a lot. Uh, I just think he's like one of the next to go. No, like he's kind of yeah, screwed. I was, I was just gonna say I'm so surprised he's still there, but I think he's navigating well. I mean, aside from like the Drew fight, that was that was stupid of him. Yeah, I what I, what I didn't understand this episode is why did Emily, Katara, Bruce, and Jake not stick and do a plan to get out one of the re before? Do they not realize how close? the re before are I, that's what i just i was a little baffled by that um i think emily needs to get one of them out in order to like really secure her spot with drew and austin um yeah. i think that katura's idea of giving out julie is and she's right like julie can't come to the end who's not going to vote for somebody named mama like 
I totally agree with that. That's another reason why Katura, I think, had a good episode, even though that's not what happened. Um, I that was honestly, a good, I dude, almost want to be a good quote. What was that? From, that was a really good quote from Katora too to say that to have that like no who uh-huh. isn't going to vote for someone that everybody calls mama. Yeah, that was a really good quote. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's true. That's yeah. So I just. I don't know. I feel like she, she, I agree. They need to get out somebody in the, in the rebel four, but I almost feel like Jake can last another episode now because they need to get her out. Yeah. Right. I think she'll go before D personally, even though D is like the stronger competitor. I think Julie has a better social game. Yeah. I mean, the preview for next week was Julie Heavy, so you might be right. Um. So have you... So this, this week's episode of House of Villains. Oh, yeah, I watched that too. I'm caught up. I was... By the way, I was freaking depressed. I, I don't know why. I totally... I forget that it's on Thursdays because I don't... I never watch it live. Mm-hmm. So when I realized it wasn't on the week of Thanksgiving, I was devastated. I'm like, no, <laughs> I love the show. I know. Yeah. Well, for for like me and Abby, we didn't. We had House of Villains, The Golden Bachelor, and Bachelor in Paradise all taking a break that week because, um, because of Thanksgiving. Yeah. So this episode of the House of Villains, I gave my MVP to Bobby um for really playing everybody um I did give it okay so I did the thing again where I did give an MVP honorable mention to fair play because I felt like he won his first challenge and that's like something you know like to be so proud of that he's like wanted for his 20-year reality tv career you know So, so I like felt like I had to give him an honorable mention there but I also had to give him an LVP, like he got my LVP, not an LVP honorable mention. He got my LVP because um he believed Bobby when he absolutely should not have. He should have known better than that. Uh, I thought he acted like so it was funny. When he realized that he wasn't gonna win and he's like, I need five minutes, and then he was like so over dramatic. I'm like, this is this guy for real? Um, but then he bounced back pretty quickly after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dylan was telling me he's like I think he was just like playing up the drama and he probably re- really didn't feel like that upset um maybe well I don't know he's confusing me so much because I know he's tight with Am- Amorosa I don't know who he's really working with and what he really wanted I don't I don't I kind of don't know if he's this mad that mad about what Bobby did he probably sees bananas as a threat no yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious to see in the next episode how he reacts to what goes down, you know? Well, Bananas, I just feel like he's so good at these games. It's like kind of not, I don't know, like a good idea. I guess I don't know how much, and maybe they do or maybe they don't like know how much is left. Um, but you want to wait until the end, towards the end to get out Bananas because he's, he's going to win challenges and he's going to <laughs> retaliate. Yeah, I kind of hope he loses this. I don't know. I'm ho- I'm hoping he- I'm hoping Bobby, who was 
clearly my MVP as well, who threw himself in because he said no one else could handle this job but himself. I mm-hmm. hope Bobby wins the challenge. And then it's between Shake and Bananas. I gave um, Bananas an LVP honorable mention for like pretty much what you just yeah said. Because I, I, I think that... Um, what Bobby did was like really risky, but if he goes with those three being the ones that are competing, depending on what the challenge is, I think that um, socially bananas is in a decent place, but like maybe not good enough place that people want to vote for him knowing what a strong competitor he is. I also think maybe Bobby was thinking about the votes too. And I think he realizes he'll have Anafisa's vote and he'll have Omarosa's vote and he'll probably have Johnny Fairplay's vote. So he, even if he doesn't win, he might be okay, right? Right. Unless Fairplay doesn't vote for, for Bobby because he's yeah. afraid of him coming for him. Yeah. The downfall of Bobby. You're right. It really could. Now, by the I way, I love Bobby. This music video that they made for Johnny Bananas and Corinne. Wait, what? The music video they cut together of Johnny and his guitar and like the dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I think I think that I think this is a really good show and we get entertainment out of it from like all different angles. Yeah, I'm just like how does jo- how is Johnny acting like a victim when you are clearly in a showmance too? Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and supposedly like they you know, he like Corinne asks if he's going to kiss him on camera in the previous episode and he says no and Corinne is on um uh, his podcast and and they're talking about it and um they kind of make it seem like oh he's such a good guy because he wouldn't do it because of his situationship even though I'm pretty sure you're the one that said that on Jack's podcast he said that they hooked up right after filming so like you were literally just waiting for it to not be on camera yep exactly Bananas did have a a quote for me this episode, though. Actually, two. Um, first one he was when um the Tanisha and Amorosa stuff is going on, and they have to like stay away from each other. And he says restraining order. Yo, we're definitely getting a second season. That was funny. <laughs> and then he had another one where he says, um. When, after he gets nominated, he says, I brought something for you, too. And he's, like, checking all of his pockets, and then he just flips him off. I thought that was good. Oh, I missed that. Okay, that is good. And then um, Fair Play had one for me, too. He says, when they get in the car, he says, this is a 57 Chevy Bel Air. This is a $100,000 car. I'm driving it. I won the challenge. I deserve this. Yes. And then I think the quote of the episode was, Bobby, you kind of mentioned it earlier, but he says, there's only one person on this stage that I know can go toe-to-toe with either of these guys and really bring me my one heart's desire to take these you guys out. Unfortunately, I have to make this move, and that person is me. I'm putting myself up for elimination. 
Yep, that was my quote. You thank you. You said I didn't write it all down, so you got it. That's exactly what I picked too. <laughs> and also, I had my LVP as Almarosa for the whole tambourine bullshit. Oh, that's a good one. My God, the foot! How many times did they play the footage back where I didn't hit her? She is like beyond that lady. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't with her. But that's why she's always on reality TV because this is how she always acts. She's always like this i've never not seen her on any other show before nope this is when things don't go her way this is how she starts to act that's crazy okay so i know that you don't want watch the bachelor shows but i will just go ahead and on and touch on them really quick um for the golden bachelor i gave <laughs> I like really interchangeably did this. I gave an MVP to Teresa for winning. I gave an MVP honorable mention to Leslie for like literally like speaking her mind, not holding back, telling Gary everything that, that she needed to say, like losing herself in her emotions and in a like in a good way. I mean, she was like uncontrollably sobbing, but like was was Leslie the other woman in the final two? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And then I gave her her um my LVP obviously for losing and um yeah for losing when she shouldn't have really my LVP is Gary for being a schmuck but um what did he do what do you mean to being a schmuck I only heard people say good until that I sent that article to the group chat I never heard a bad word about this man Okay, the thing is, is that he, like, literally told Leslie that she was the one, and then he went and picked Teresa. Oh, what kind of, is that Clayton move or Colton? I forget who, who, who else did that? Um, the only person to ever tell somebody that they were the one is Caitlin, and she said it to her winner. Oh, okay. Um, but she said it off camera. Um, there was, like, Ben Higgins has talked about it. There was a time when um sean and ben when they were like towards the end snuck off to see caitlin and the three of them like spent some um off camera alone time together and during that time like ben went to the bathroom and when he came out there was something that had like a different completely different energy in the room and um i guess in that moment is when caitlin had told sean that he was the one oh but yeah so I wasn't, yeah, so this is, like, the first time we've, we have seen someone tell somebody, like, you're the one, you're my girl, and didn't pick her. Pick Teresa. Um, and then I gave Teresa an LVP honorable mention because, or, so, I, I swapped him around, so... Teresa gets an MVP and an LVP honorable mention and Leslie gets an MVP <laughs> honorable mention and an LVP because Leslie because of the way that they handled themselves really is why they both because Teresa not that she's like not handling herself well but these two are crazy okay like literally on after the final rose they're talking and they're like so have you guys like seen each other or whatever and they're like no like we really haven't seen each other since filming but um we talk on the phone every day. So these two have had a phone relationship, a phone relationship since filming, right? Yeah. That's all whatever. You can be engaged. You can be happy. You can live your life now. But no, they're not stopping there. 
they're getting married on live TV January 4th after these two have not experienced a relationship outside of the show. Why are they getting married in a month from tomorrow? Well, if you believe the article, I can't remember, was it Variety or Vulture or whatever it was? It sounds like he's hard up for money and it sounds like she's a she makes some good money from what I read. He's got to secure the bag, maybe. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I know they're moving to Charleston. It's a place that um, they decided together and neither of them live there. I think she lives in Jersey and he lives in Indiana and they're moving to Charleston. So I don't know. But I just think that these I'll watch it. Don't get me wrong. I'm watching January 4th, but. I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I just. I get like the whole like every. But we they had they they said that they you know like they have little time. They don't know how much time they have left with each other, so they want to spend the rest of their lives together. I get that. But you no, haven't even experienced life outside the show together yet. Does Jerry have kids? Did he and his wife have kids? Yeah. So his um his two kids were there. At the after the final rose, and he has like two grandkids that were there. And um, instead of like meeting his parents, obviously at the second, um, at the last date or whatever, they get to meet his kids <laughs> and his grandkids. Um, actually, that brings me into one of my quotes. Gary said she, um, at one point. Leslie is saying that when she's like meeting his family and stuff, she's saying that um, he said the word um, fuck over the fantasy suites. And she's like, all right, like this guy's human. Like he, cause she's like, he, he's not like so high on this like pedestal anymore, whatever, you know, like I, yeah. like, I really can see like a future with this, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, Gary goes, I want to clarify that um, that that word had a exclamation point, not a question mark. Oh, speaking, talking about the word fuck because they're in ta- also talking about fantasy suites. <laughs> okay, and then um, Leslie says, uh, "So at the very end, it's like." emotional emotional goodbye between leslie and gary and there's clearly a tension between them that's not good and you can kind of tell at this point that gary has chosen Teresa, and um she asks him as he's leaving did you have something you want to tell me and gary said no just that i have a really tough decision to make and then he goes out of the room he leaves, he sits on the, the um, like, stairs, and, and he just, like, is crying for who knows how long, and then eventually he decides to um, go back, and he says, you know, you're, you're right, like, there is something I need to tell you, and he breaks up with her. Wow. And um, at one <clears throat> point, um, he's, like, saying, like, she says something, I'm not sure what, um, but I can't remember exactly. And um, he says, like, I don't want you to think that. Because she's, like, saying, like, um, of course this would happen to me. Like, this always happens to me. Whatever. Like, I'm never, I can never get a good guy. I Only guys that will ever, like, date me are, like, shitty men. 
whatever. And she's like, don't, he's like, don't think that. And she says, I can think whatever the fuck I want. And he's like, yeah, you're right. You can. <laughs> um, and then on after the final rose, um, and he's sitting there with, uh, Teresa, Teresa says, you know, Gary might not tell you or whatever. Um, he might, he might not want to go there, but I'll tell you. And then she says, I knocked his boots off in the fantasy suite. And then it pans to his family and they're all just like mortified. Like, oh my, I cannot. Who said that? Teresa. Oh my God. Yep. (laughs) Oh, yikes. So, yeah. So it was, it was, um, I can't wait to see who the Golden Bachelorette is. I can't wait for the the Golden Bachelor um second season. I hope that they they do uh I think it was Wells who had the idea of a Bachelor in Paradise but in like Scottsdale or like some some um community where older people go instead of, you know, beaches of Mexico I hope that they do that none of that none of it is is renewed or official but um you know when 13 million people turn into the golden bachelor and five people five million people turn into the bachelor you can kind of just assume that we'll get another season yeah right isn't that crazy though how many more people tune into the golden bachelor than the bachelor Yes, but I, like I said, it doesn't surprise me because anyone who I know who watches The Bachelor is like older people, so it doesn't surprise me. Well, and also like um, older people are interested in these older relationships too. So I feel like yes. that's part of it. I know um, like my, my therapist said, like my wife, she started watching The Golden Bachelor. It's always on now and she just loves it. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. And it's kind of a compelling guy, like he's a widower. Like they really built him up. And maybe it's not so true as we're seeing, but they really built him up. Like as far as TV goes, I mean, I always the truth. I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I want to know it. Give me all the tea. I want to know all the truth. But also, like, as far as like, I feel like I can kind of separate it too. And like, as far as a TV show goes, it made for a really good show. Yeah, exactly. That's why they did it. Um, switching gears a little bit to Bachelor in Paradise. Wow. Um, I gave my MVP to Jess. She got broken up with by Blake, but um, she handled herself super well, was super mature about it. Um, Blake left the beach and then Jess stayed on the beach and she was a hot commodity. She had Tanner coming after her. She had Taylor coming after her. She had Brayden coming after her. Everybody was like, oh, Jess is single. And everybody wanted to talk to her. And she was, I mean, the star of the episode. Oh, good. Because I have her on my fantasy team. So that's good. Um, the next episode's next week. So since, you know, it, or the last episode is next week. So since we're so close to the end, I, I mean, there's no way she's getting engaged, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) but I mean, maybe she'll leave with somebody who wants to go on dates with her. I don't know. Um, 
I gave an MVP honorable mention to Rachel. She left this episode at the rose ceremony and she's kind of emotional about it because she could have given her rose to Brayden. Her and Brayden had a um a thing earlier on and then he somebody asked him on a date and he went. And I know that he he's talked about and even post season and and interviews and stuff has said that that's the one thing he really regrets. He shouldn't have gone on that date. He should have continued things with Rachel. So maybe I don't know if there will be a reunion. I kind of doubt it, but I'm sure all of them will make the podcast rounds and I'm interested to see if anything came to fruition with them post show. Um, even though it wasn't necessarily on the show, but she said when she left, she said, you know, I told myself if I ever got to a point where, um, like I wasn't making a connection and I felt like it was my time to go that I wouldn't make myself stay just to say that I would go. And I think that I'm to that point right now. And so she left and I just thought that it was really, really, really commendable, um, of her and I just yeah so she she got an, an honorable mention for me even though she left this episode and I gave my LVP to Tyler because um he and Mercedes broke up this episode and he was not there for a relationship he was there for the vacation and to be on TV and he kind of strung her along and um it wasn't I mean, it wasn't like a bad exit for him, but it wasn't a great exit for him. And so um, I gave him a my LVP. Um, and then I gave my quote to Jess. She gives her rose to Tanner and she says, Tanner, and then Taylor starts walking up and she said, oh, oh, no, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, he thought she said Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so, oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. So, um, finale is next week. We have, um, these are our couples as they stand at the rose ceremony. Eliza and Aaron, I think they are the strongest couple. I would be shocked if they don't get engaged. We have Kat and John Henry. Um, based on the preview to next episode, it seems like, John Henry is going back and forth between if he wants to get engaged or not, which is kind of, um, I didn't realize, you know, Kat kind of jumped around this season to end up with somebody who like might possibly want to end this with her is, is interesting. Um, Kylie and Avon, Olivia and Michael. I think that that is another connection that formed late, but is, is getting strong. And I don't know if they can make it in time for, um, like engagement to be there but I think that definitely if they had more time they could so um that's another the couple that has potential Sam and Peter seem to be doing really well together Jess and Tanner um were number ones on on each other's list coming down they just just now started talking to each other because what happened with because I remember on the Vaxorette finale Avon came on stage or whatever and was like, "I'm let's go talk, Rachel. But I guess they didn't ever, nothing ever came of that? No, I think they, like, went to coffee or something and they're friends. Oh, all right. Um, Mercedes, she gave her, her rose to Jordan, which I think is the reason why Rachel left, because I think Rachel was going to give her rose to Jordan. But since Mercedes did, she was like, 
I'm not giving it to Brayden or Taylor, which were the only two people that were left. So she left. So Brayden, Taylor, Blake, and Tyler are the four guys who left this episode. Okay. Um, that brings us to the last show that we have to talk about. We have two episodes to talk about, two big episodes to talk about, um, of F-Boy Island. One is the reveal and the other one is the mansplain. So both pretty, um, big episodes as far as F-Boy Island is concerned. Yes. I am not that as into the season as I was the pre like last season. I don't know. I think I don't like the women as much as I liked them last season. I really liked the women last season too. I can see that. And it's hard to um root for Daniela because she's making such terrible decisions. She's like really either she's playing up for TV or she is like not seeing things clearly. I don't know. Well, based on the mansplain, I think that Jared has everybody fooled. But I guess we can get there because we have the reveal and everything first. But um, yeah. so that that first episode that that we're talking about, I gave my MVP to Vince. It was hard for me to really pick somebody um, this episode, but I think that um, he came off the best on the three on one date. Um, you know, honestly, if she wouldn't have eliminated him, I probably would have given it to CJ because I think CJ's come the farthest out of everybody. I might, might as well just give him an MVP honorable mention because it's not his fault. Danielle is dumber than rocks. Yeah. I liked CJ by the end too. He grew on me. Yeah. That's who she should have picked. She should have picked CJ in my opinion. He seemed genuine when he left. He was like, seemed like genuine that he was going to change. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I really do. Well, and even in his exit interview, like he doesn't have to tell the cameras that he's not telling her that. And he said, like, I'm glad that I came here because now like I'm leaving as a reformed F boy. Yeah. Right. Um, And I obviously uh, gave my LVP to Benedict because that's. Yes, me too. I gave one of the biggest disappointments of all time. Yep. He definitely was my LVP as well. And I gave an LVP honorable mention to Daniela and to Jared because um, Jared for the the fight with with um, Christian. I mean, I know he like feels like he has to do something to get a leg up because Christian is such a great guy. But like the boring conversation, I just I'm I'm over it. I he got an LVP honorable mention and Daniela got an MVP honorable mention, LVP honorable mention from me because, so I'm watching this scene. She's talking to Jared, right? And they're talking about this, the Christian situation. And I literally wrote in my, my notes, like before I knew what was going to happen next, Jared gaslights the fuck out of her. And then Yella's response is great answer. I loved it. Thank you. Yep. So that's that. Yeah. I had for that episode my MVP was Christian, but it's I don't really have a good reason. I just really like Christian. I like him too. I have a couple quotes. Um, Nikki says, "Is this about his career?" 
talking um, about Benedict and Katie says, yeah, or his lack of career because it because there's money here. Yeah. Um, Jared says only boring people get bored. CJ says, I want to be 1% better every single day for her, for us. And it was like, I I felt like it was a very genuine thing when he said that. So I gave him a quote for that. Um, I really liked the scene where Christian goes back to um, Daniela and he just uh, sits down with her for like two seconds. And all he says is, I'm not boring. And Jared's a liner, liar. And then he kisses her and he goes, all right, I'm out. <laughs> See, I was so scared during that that he was going to get eliminated. I'm like, oh, God. But I'm glad he... I mean... If I thought she was going to pick CJ, I would rather have Christian eliminated so that she could have just picked CJ. Because that's who she should pick. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Benedict had a good quote. He says, if you put bread in a toaster and press the lever down... Vince falls in love quicker than when it becomes toast. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> because Vince also told Katie, I love you. So they're poking a little bit Vince of fun. Does, Vince doesn't have a chance, right? Not a chance. I don't know. I, don't I, think, I, I think she's so turned off to him for being too, like, into her. Well, and also, like, now that um getting into I guess do you have any quotes and we can just dive well, into this okay for that so just diving into the next one then I feel like um the mansplain did not go well for Vince wow I never expected Vince would be taking all those hits and Benedict wasn't really taking any <laughs> yeah I agree um <laughs> that shocks me yeah, so I did the thing again where I, 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 uh, <laughs> uh, sometimes when you get down to like such few people, it's hard to, to decipher. Um, and I had to give Jared my MVP because like he's dominating, like he has everybody fooled, like not, not just Daniela, he has every, like, not everybody. I guess there were some guys that were like, I don't trust him, he's a snake, whatever, but most of the guys. We're on his side. An overwhelming majority were on his side. Listen, at this point, I'm so turned off to Daniela that I hope this man wins and we get some fireworks and dramatics at the finale. That's where I'm at. I honestly, I wouldn't be. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad. Um, Daniela gets my LVP and because she is a moron. I mean, I feel bad. I feel like I'm like really ripping on Daniela, but and like name calling her kind of but man she is Jared is yep. something else and she does not see it and I gave Jared an LVP honorable mention because even still at the overnights he's like I have to spend 24 hours with her ew he really doesn't even like like her nor respect her. Like, because I swear, if he, if we get to the end and he splits the money, I don't think he will. There's no way. But like, if he does, then like, this man is such a fraud. It's not even funny. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't. He can't even like stand to be around her. It's crazy, and she's so fooled by it. 
And I gave an MVP honorable mention to EJ because I think think he came out best of the mansplain. How is he still on the show? Like, I feel like I know nothing about him. He's not really a contender. It's so the editing for him was so weird. I don't know. I mean, so that means that you think that she's just going to pick Mercedes? Yeah. I, I feel like they've not really shown any connection with her and EJ. I agree. I know. I take that back. She's going to pick no one. Can she pick and just take the money and pick no one? I think she can be an F girl. Yeah, I think that's, that's what I'm getting from her. But I don't think she's really into any of these guys. So I have a few, I have three quotes. One from Marco. He says, I didn't get the girl, but I did get most vulnerable. And then he immediately drops the trophy in it. They, it, they make breaking noises. I don't know if it actually broke, but I thought it was funny. Yeah. Uh, and then Jonathan says, it's one thing to be an F-boy in your 20s, but there's only one way to spell F-boy in your 30s, and that's S-A-D. Who's, oh, Jonathan. I liked Jonathan. I was really sad when they eliminated him. I thought he had a good personality, actually. And I thought I thought he was, like, finally, when they eliminated him, he was, like, coming out of his shell. So I was really sad. I yeah. like him. Yeah, I agree. I I thought he was funny too, but um, I'm glad that we at least got this this sound bite out of him. I'm I'm disappointed that it was against Benedict because I do like Benedict, but also he chose to be an F boy, so he deserves it. Um, and then Christian had a funny one. He says, "If you ever have you ever been to Miami? Miami is like F boy island in the states." You know what, Christina? That's exactly what I wrote down. Miami is the FY Island in the States. <laughs> that was my quote too. I thought that was a good one. So yeah, those were those were my quotes. Do you have um any final thoughts about or I guess about FY Island? Who do you think our winners are? Who do you think um people pick? Do you think that Okay. I so I don't know if I said my MVP now. My MVP for this episode was Christian. Okay. My my LVP was Vince because he just took some hits mm-hmm. and I don't as a chance. And then my predictions are Katie's going to pick Benedict. Danielle's going to pick, what's the guy's oh, name? Okay, Katie's going to pick Benedict. Is ben- Benedict splitting it or is he? He's going to split the money because he knows he doesn't want to be hated. He doesn't want to be hated. Okay, okay. Uh, And then what's the guy with Danielle? I forgot his name. Daniela Jared? Jared. D- Danielle's going to pick Jared. He's going to take the money. She's going to be devastated. Dramatics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think Kaylee's just going to take the money herself if that's an option. Yeah, that's my that's my picture. Okay, we'll see how it turns out next week. I'm excited. Um, we have two finales next, or yeah, two finales next week. We have F Boy Island wrapping up, and we have Bachelor in Paradise wrapping up. Um, Golden Bachelor wrapped up this week, so after next week, we will just have um Survivor the Challenge and House of Villains to talk about. Okay, and then we should start talking about Squid Game. Okay, yeah, I I need to catch up on Squid Games, but I can do that. I uh, I've only watched the first episode, but I can totally do that. I've been um in all of my um time that I'm not watching podcasts or pot like shows that we podcast about, I am trying to catch up on Vanderpump Rules. Oh yeah, yeah, you got to do that because new season's coming. You got to be ready. Yeah, so I yeah, so I was actually talking to Brian about this last night. I was like, yeah, so I'm I'm started picking up on my 
Vanderpump binge again and I'm at um season seven and episode 13 is what I'm on and I need to finish all this before the new season comes out January 15th and he said is that even possible and my brain like instantly goes to like Brian and Swaz I'm like oh you have no idea what like me and some of my friends are capable of and are binging yep you're right yes I can't can't get it done yep Brian's a different person he's he I remember when I was like up in the middle of the night with the baby he would be texting about survivor and this and that. I'm like my god okay he's really getting through these seasons that's funny that's really funny wait did you watch the original squid game or no no I didn't did you that's not oh yes it's so much better if you actually watch the show but okay it's still good even if you don't okay but okay, it's like well, better if you, it's better if you watch the show because it's like there's so many things that exactly happen on the show, but then there's things they do twists on. So it's it was, I really liked it, but I I think you could still enjoy it if you didn't watch it. Okay, I mean I'm sure yeah I I enjoyed the first episode. I just um haven't gone back, and it's not because I didn't enjoy it. It's just that I have. Yeah, we had eighty five other shows to watch. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Trust me. <laughs> Uh, and that's not even counting like I really like Married at First Sight but we don't talk about that so obviously I'm gonna watch that um I don't know why but for some reason I really like Catfish it's just like the mindless show that I look forward to every week because I don't know so it's like there's you like know what I noticed today too. um MTV had really only been playing ridiculousness every day and now they're playing Catfish every day so it must be doing really well interesting it's all because i was looking through the schedule it's like all catfish and then in the middle of the night they put some like show on that's like something about a secret relationship it seemed catfish-esque yeah Mm -hmm. help me i'm in a secret relationship is that something like that yeah help i'm in a secret that's all i saw on the schedule for the next few days and i was really surprised because i know usually they're just hammering in ridiculousness so you know what's really I, must interesting be doing about well. that, I didn't know that people like really actually watched ridiculousness honestly um but apparently they do because one thing I was really surprised about was um I started listening to I need to finish um Scott Yeager did a podcast with Emily Longaretta about the um 40 most influential people in reality or women in reality tv and he, she said that one of the first people in like top three or top five people that she put on her list was Chanel West Coast. And she said that um, the article that they put out of um, about her leaving Ridiculous and starting her own show was the article out of all of their entertainment articles that had the most clicks and wow. that people just love Chanel. Wow. And she said, you might be surprised, you know, and of course she's talking to Scott, who's like joking about Ridiculous being the only thing MTV airs. And um, she's like, you might be surprised, but like Ridiculousness has a huge fan base. Yeah. I didn't really realize. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, like it's always on. So I think it's like so easy to watch and people love Rob. So Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. All right. Well, do you have any other final thoughts before we wrap up here no i don't think so i think that's it all right well thank you everyone so much for tuning in and with that f boy f bye